0: Hello, I'm Chris Kreitchow, and this is the New Rustation Podcast, a show about learning the Rust programming language. This is Bonus Episode 8, Giving Back by Teaching. Good news, everyone. I finished the coursework for my master's degree this past Monday, so things are settling down, and it's going to be much easier to put out episodes every other week from now on. That last class was a week-long intensive and was the reason this episode is reaching you a week later than it would be usually. In any case, huzzah, I am glad to be done. Now, a few thoughts on giving back by teaching. Over the past few years, I've been working on finding ways to use the skills and abilities I have and the advantages I've been given to help others. There are a lot of ways to do that, but one of them, and one of the ones I seem best equipped for, is teaching. This podcast is part of that. I haven't been in a spot where writing huge amounts of code outside of work was something I could do. I just didn't have that much spare mental energy between work and school. But writing a podcast, or a technical blog post for that matter, exercises a completely different part of my mind. So I've done that, and I intend to do a lot more of it continuing to produce this podcast, giving well-prepared talks in my areas of expertise, such as they are, writing detailed technical blog posts, and so on. But I've also been thinking about other, more significant ways to contribute to the world around me. In the last month, I've bumped into two other men at my church who are on the very early parts of the curve in learning programming. So I've decided to set up a quote-unquote, office hours for a few hours in a local coffee shop every month, and I'm going to see what I can do to help these guys get their feet under them as software developers. There's one significant rule I'm going to have for these office hours. Anyone of whatever skill level and interested in whatever language is welcome. That means that even though I don't love Java or C Sharp, I'm going to do my very best to help these guys get up to speed on them, because that's what they want to learn, and I'm not going to say a disparaging word about either language. There's time enough to talk through the trade-offs which come with different languages when someone has their feet under them, and better, when they have a job in the field if they want it. I've also been looking around tentatively, and after my wife and daughters and I move to be nearer our extended family sometime in the next year or so, I will be looking around intently at ways I can actively use my background and abilities to help others quote-unquote bootstrap their way into our profession. That might be serving in a correctional facility. It might just be showing up at a learn-to-use computers class. It might be any number of things. But I have been given much, and I take very seriously the idea that much is therefore expected of me. I think we all ought to take that idea more seriously. Accordingly, I want to challenge you listeners. What are the ways you can help others? I have a few ideas, mostly centered around teaching, and I'll get into those in a moment. But I'd also love to hear more ideas. So please, tweet them at me at rustation, email them to me at hello at newrustation.com, or add them to the threads for the episode on Hacker News, on Reddit, on users.rustling.org, and I'll mention them on the show in future episodes. In fact, if I get enough feedback along those lines, I'll just write another bonus episode and talk through those options and mention the people who gave those ideas. But in the meantime, let's look at just a few of the ways you might help, regardless of where you might be in your own technical journey, mostly by helping people learn. And remember, you might be at different points on this curve in different skills and frameworks and languages. That's how it always goes. Maybe you're just on the early side of the learning curve yourself. That's not just okay, it's great, actually. You have some specific things you can offer to others, both just behind you and Far ahead of you. Things that an experienced developer literally cannot offer, no matter how thoughtful. One is your questions. Ask them. File issues on projects you're using. If there's documentation and you can't make head or tail of it, open an issue. Be polite about it, of course, but be detailed and be thorough. Note what you don't understand and make specific reference to the docs you're reading. Sometimes, of course, people will just point you to materials which lay the foundation for what you're reading, and that's a win. But even there, it may suggest to them the kinds of things they might link from their own docs in a you-need-to-know-these-things-first kind of way. One example of that, which I really love, Enough Questions, combined with a really thoughtful documentation team, has led to the Ember.js documentation having two really helpful resources— A list of exactly those kinds of assumed foundational items, and a readily accessible glossary of terms you might not know if you're a new developer, with links to further explanation of all of those. Those are the kinds of things it's very difficult for an experienced developer to identify in the specific. I might know that a fresh developer needs that knowledge, but I now suffer from the quote-unquote curse of knowledge, and I don't remember the specifics of which pieces are confusing or how their combinations may be confusing. So again, ask questions, open issues about confusing things. The other thing Total Newbies can do, which helps enormously in tackling the same curse of knowledge problem, is explain things to others who are just a bit behind you. If you started learning Rust a week ago and have just finished your first pass through the book, well, you know more than someone who just discovered the language, and your new eyes can make it easier to understand exactly what they're struggling with. You can help actively with that in several ways. By writing blog posts, or giving introductory talks, or just by hanging out and answering questions in places like users.rustling.org and Reddit— or on the IRC or Discord or Slack or Matrix channels. Those kinds of I-just-learned-this-thing blog posts can be incredibly illuminating for others just trying to dip their toes in the water. And even when you get something wrong, as I actually did in the last episode, more on that in a future episode, it's a chance for you to learn, but it's also a chance for the folks further down the road to improve the ways the material is taught. If you want a great example of this kind of thing, check out Julia Evans' blog. I'll link it in the show notes. She is entirely unashamed to put out material and say, I barely understand this. This might be totally wrong. But because she does that, she's learning and she's helping others learn, even where it's something that's totally new to her. Now, as an intermediate developer, and this is roughly where I find myself in many ways, it's sometimes murky what the best things to do are. You know enough now that most day-to-day work is straightforward enough, but often not quite enough to tackle something like, say, rewriting a significant library from scratch. But this is actually a great time to start investing actively in others, the kinds of things I mentioned at the top of the show. You do know enough to be productive in your field, and that means that even if you're not an expert in a given subject, you know enough to help others get up and running You're well-equipped to know what the common pain points in your tech stack are and how you work around them. You have an immediate answer when someone says, Wait, why is Foo not working? Because you've grown those calluses, and you know to simply insert a bar there and move on. It's also a great spot for doing more talks and more blogging to stretch your own knowledge. I wrote a post about a couple new features in TypeScript a few months ago because I knew enough TypeScript and enough JavaScript that I knew I could figure out how to do the thing I wanted to do. That post in turn has been illuminating to others, not least since it was one of the earlier and more thorough posts on the subject. There was nothing especially profound about what I did there. I just wrote down what I was figuring out as I figured it out, and then I put it online for others to find. Now it's useful not just to me, but to anyone searching for information on that subject. Finally, This intermediate stage is also a great time to be helping write documentation. If you spend time in the communities where people ask questions, again, forums, chat channels, and so on, you'll see questions that come up over and over and over again. Find a good spot to add those to the docs, or to a wiki, or just write a blog post explaining it, both so you have an easy thing to link people to, and also to help people find it by searching. Not least because there are a lot of people who use any given tool, programming language, framework, etc., but who never actually make it into an official forum or chat room to ask for help. Now, what about the grand gurus? People who know a piece of tech inside out, whether that's someone like a member of the Rust Core team or people like the user Burnt Sushi, who developed the fantastic RipGrep tool or any number of others any of us could name. Well, one thing that experts can do is write as careful and thorough documentation as you can manage. This isn't glamorous work, and it can feel like it's taking away from your productivity. But the reality is that true experts in a domain can offer something besides merely their ability to accomplish the technical tasks of the domain. They can also, if they're willing to work hard at it, develop expertise in others. In fact, I'd go so far along these lines as to argue that the 10x developer, usually considered mythical, actually does exist. Just not the way most people think when they talk about A developer who is brilliant and incredibly speedy, but who fails to pass on the knowledge he or she has gathered, can sure accomplish an enormous amount. But a developer who takes and shares her or his knowledge with others, someone who mentors others through their own process of developing expertise, who writes documentation so good that people new to a project can come up to speed quickly and then can accomplish something in it on their own, that developer can be a 10x developer easily. Empowering others can extend your own reach in surprising ways. It's also incredibly rewarding to watch other people go from, how does this even work, to mentoring others themselves. I've never been formally mentored in the software world. But even the informal mentoring I've had from friends and acquaintances has increased my own capabilities dramatically. And that takes me to my last point here, for experts in particular. Eventually, you will have to step out of the way as people quote-unquote level up. That's a huge part of any mentoring process, and it's tough for everyone, I think. But if you want people you're helping to truly succeed, you have to give them more and more responsibility with less and less support and eventually even less and less feedback, trusting them to grow into that responsibility. And doing that can empower those people enormously. So there are a few thoughts on ways you can give back. There are lots more, of course. I have focused mostly on teaching, in part because that's where I'm strongest. But I would love, and I mean love, to hear your ideas on other things we can do to use our abilities and time and position in society to help others. Thanks to Chris Palmer, Christopher Gifford, Dan Abrams, Daniel Collin, Matt Rutter, Ben Whitley, Peter Tillemans, Philip Keller, Stephen Murawski, Ray Levine, and Vesa Kyla Virta for sponsoring the show this month. You can see a full list of sponsors in the show notes. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can set up recurring contributions at patreon.com slash You can also give a one-off contribution at any of a number of other services listed on the website. Or if you're a company interested in advertising to developers, email me. You can find show notes with links, code samples, and more at NeuraStation.com. You can follow the show on Twitter, at NeuraStation, or you can follow me there, at Chris Kreitcho. And if you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate it if you told somebody about it. You can also help people find the show by rating and reviewing it on iTunes, recommending it in some other podcast directory, or just by sharing it around on whatever other social media you use. And again, I would love to hear your feedback on this topic especially. Until next time, happy coding and happy giving back too.